Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagner, your host, and thank you again so much for tuning in, subscribing, listening. If you haven't already done so and wouldn't mind going to iTunes and offering a rating and a review, I would greatly appreciate it. So I'm super excited to share that my website is live. It is up and running at anniewagoner.com. And there is a link directly to my podcast through my website. So if you are interested or perhaps you know of anyone else who might be interested in being a guest on my podcast, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. So happy May. Here we are. Spring is alive. And I had so much fun for episode 25 interviewing Mary Sanker of Be Counseling. She offers mental health support for women who are really looking to come back home to themselves. She is fierce, steady, calming, such a bright light, and full of gratitude, and dives into her story of what led her to want to become a counselor and to the birth of bee counseling. We talked about its name, and she shares about the loss of her dad, how she's so grateful to be connecting with relief parenting in the Seacoast area to offer support for women who are pregnant as well as postnatal support. And we talk about running and the fuel and nourishment it brings to her, as well as the pivotal moment that she had when she completed the race called The Rut, which is a 50K out in Montana. There is so much richness and juiciness in this episode. Tune in and enjoy. Um, I am so excited to be here with you today. I have Mary Sanker sitting in front of me. Um, we are sitting in her new beautiful space, which she will talk about. Um, and you, I think of you, Mary, as such a brilliant light and just a woman, like a powerful woman, like someone who um, in my life has been so inspiring um, and a steady force. You are known as like a fierce runner in this area, as well as um, just such a, a wonderful like energy of someone who honors like your passion and your purpose and to have seen you like step into your light even more and I would say even just the last like year is so beautiful so um, listeners out there are probably wondering what I'm even talking about and that's the whole point Mary's going to dive in and share um, her purpose her story and what led her to start her own company um, and business as a counselor. Um, and I'm so excited to hear more <laughs> and have you share. Oh, thanks, Annie. I'm yeah. so excited to be here. Oh, so good. Yeah. I'd love to start, um, as you know, Mary, my business is Core Nourishment. And the, the common thread through my interviews tends to be, um, at some point I ask the question, what nourishes your soul and what mm-hmm. nourishes you? And I'd love to start with that with you today. Cool. So, oh, I love yeah. starting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what nourishes my soul? Um, well, as you said, running, right? So um, I used to be a, more of a heavy road runner, um, and now I mostly do trails, and even with that, I run. Like, um, 
I, I tend to do things in a big way for the first time. So my first ever 50K was in Montana in like the, um, I don't even know the mountain range. I think it's the Gallatin mountain range, but either way it's called the rut. And it was a fifth, so 50K, so 30 plus miles in, oh my gosh. in like <laughs> 10,000 feet of elevation gain and loss. And you go up to like an altitude of 10,000 feet or something. And it turns out I get altitude sickness at 9,000 feet. So that yeah. was like pretty, pretty epic. Um, wait, wait, like, let me pause this. Like, <laughs> when you were training for that, um, yeah, you have to take into consideration the altitude piece, right? So did right, you get I out didn't. there early and train? With no. Him? No. Okay. <laughs> no, you, you went no. big. Yeah, just went big. Far oh, and big. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I went far and big. Um, so... Uh, that, but yet, like, that was totally draining and totally lit me up at the same time. Yeah. Um, when was that? Last September. Oh, that's right. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll come back to because that was a big catalyst for me finally, like, stepping into the next part of my story. Um, so that lights me up. Um, like, my family totally lights me up. Mm. Like, being around younger kids just reminds me to, like play more and mm-hmm. um I find like my, my dog as silly as that sounds but like I have not a, silly at all Asian <laughs> Ridgeback and she just totally um she's so sweet and talk about reminding us I feel like dogs or animals and children are similar in that way like just reminding us to be in the present moment have you ever have you ever read or seen the quote um it's like how to live like a dog or how to be like a dog no um I found it years ago and I remember reading it to a few of my yoga students in classes at times at the end because it was all about like you know be a dog embrace being a dog and and greet one another with like as if you've never seen them before and you're so excited (laughs) and you're literally wiggling you know and then um yeah just yeah there's so much more in it but anyway that just reminded me of it so that's not silly at all to hear it yeah (laughs) um and then you know, like I really have a passion for like cook, cooking from scratch and mm. make like being more like slowing down. Actually, I've really found when I've let myself not need to like keep up with everybody in the world and just like embrace that I love my alone time and I love just not always doing this stuff. Right, like I, I've kind of allowed myself to realize that the way to feed my soul and nourish my soul the most is to embrace my contradictions because we all are just big contradictions. And the Mm. more I can lean into that, the more I've just been happier as a person all around. Yeah. 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 Like learning to embrace all the parts of ourselves and love love ourselves fully, even if they don't always make sense together (laughs) at the same time. Right. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. It's wonderful. I want to come back to the running piece at some point because, um, again, I know that that's a big part of you. But um, but let's go into your business now. It's called Bee Counseling, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Um, why? What led to the name and the birth of Bee Counseling? Yeah, so I was searching for the name, searching for the name, and I didn't want to use my own name. That didn't feel right to me. And then... Um, one day I went and I never get a massage. Like it's just, but I got a massage and a facial, um, 
all in one day all in one day that's such a gift yeah it was crazy (laughs) it was crazy but I I did it because the women who were helping me out for my wedding were like you really need to do this for yourself Mm. so anyway but I was laying there and I looked around this woman's room and there was be everywhere like be awesome be yourself be this and I was like okay, yeah, B's cool, B's cool. And then I looked down at my arm and I was like, oh my gosh. So I have a tattoo that literally says <laughs> B on it with, um, it looks like mountains, but they're actually a heartbeat. Mm. And I got it for like many different reasons, but a lot of it's like be alive, right? Like if you have a heartbeat, do something. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, I literally have it tattooed on my arm. It couldn't be louder right, right there in right. front of you. I love it. Um, and to me, B is like, we're always trying to do more, be more, right? We're always trying to like be enough or mm. stop being so much. And like to me, the word B just kind of like come back to yourself, right? Like come back to like who you are. Sometimes that means like you need to build up your own little garden. Sometimes that means you need to like take things away, but either mm. like no matter how we slice it, it's always just be. Mm-hmm. Right? And like in in the now. Right in the here. now. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't I believe that. the name wasn't used. <laughs> so this is even better. It's so wonderful. Yeah. It's and it it seems so simple yet um so deep. There's so much layers, yeah. so many layers there. Yeah. So Mary, what if you were to share with listeners out there, what, what do you do? How do you um, describe your practice? Yeah. So I mostly work with women. I do see a few men, um, but I help women kind of come back to their power. And I do it through the mental health lens, right? So there's so many wonderful resources. And I know like you do, like the work you do, right, is helping women come back to their power. Um, and I just take it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Like, I um, really help people work on their mental game. Um, a lot of my clients don't actually meet the diagnosis like requirements, mm. I find, um, because they're women who have anxiety and depression, but like low grades, or they have maybe higher grades of it, but they're functioning really well, right? Like on mm. paper, they're rock star women, but they're just feeling empty inside. Yeah. Um, so what do you mean by diagnosis? diagnosis requirements like just by what what our culture would say standardly when people need mental health care yeah so as a licensed um i'm a licensed mental health clinician okay and so just like the psychiatrist and your doctors and other social workers um they we all have we have a book it's called the dsm yes and so in that book right you have to meet the criteria so just like if you have the, let's not use the flu. Let's use like a disease like chickenpox or like anything that you have to go to the doctor and get diagnosed for. You have to meet a certain set of criteria. Mm-hmm. And the same is for anxiety and depression. To then receive treatment. What? Treatment. Yeah. Even or though like, anyone, in my mind, I'm like anyone could benefit from talking to someone else. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. And, and that's not to say that people don't meet those right requirements I think a lot of people do Mm. I just um I find that a lot more people benefit from therapy and never actually like quote-unquote have a diagnosis because if you do early intervention yeah right like you don't things don't spiral out of control 
you right. can learn how to manage, right? So like, well, it makes me think of, you know, we think about the medical world, um, like physical ailments, you know, and you were just talking about that, right? Yeah. Like disease. Um, and I, I would really love to, I'd love to believe that we're shifting. And I do think like slowly and um, coming back to what, what people have known for years and years and yeah. all sorts of cultures and backgrounds. But, um, but the same thing with mental health, like that we can be proactive, we can be preventive, we can preventative, we can, um, start right in here and now and anyone can benefit you yeah. know just like with physical health like going to a chiropractor or acupuncturist or getting on your yoga mat or go, going for a meditative walk can all be pieces of your health care you mm-hmm. know from from the beginning and building as that core foundation as opposed to in response or reaction to totally like this diagnosis yeah yeah, yeah. so um I so when I'm working with women, I'll do like, so I will coach some mindfulness stuff. Um, I do a lot of somatic, my book's down there. I do a lot of like somatic work, meaning like helping women connect back into their body. So mm-hmm. the common theme that I've seen through all of my clients is that somewhere along the line, they lose touch with the, their body sending them signals, mm-hmm. right? And so emotion to emote is actually an action like when there's an emotion in your body it's moving it's doing its thing and if you like stuff it down then you just have this energy trapped in your body and I help people release that right so like mm. I really do energy work I just do it in a different way in a different form I yeah. love that yeah yeah that's such a beautiful way to, to share what you do yeah and just bringing it back to the energy of things right and that totally that powerful reality and connection right because what's anxiety anxiety is an excess of energy mm-hmm. and depression is a depletion of energy right mm-hmm. and then you know um there's obviously a whole other array of mental health things that come up right like um and but i do find that so I guess the other thing that we can talk about that I do, right, is um, I work with mothers and, um, like, people who are dealing with postpartum or perinatal issues. So it's not just postpartum. People actually can get depression when they're pregnant, mm. and it's hormonal, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, yeah. And where are you where are you doing that work? Yeah, hot off the press. I know. <laughs> Mary just told me right before the podcast. I'm, I'm looking at her facial expressions like, sure. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna partner with uh, Relief Parenting in Hampton. And mm-hmm. one day a week I'm gonna be offering my services there. That's that is huge. It's so huge. So exciting. Yeah. And do you mind sharing what Relief Parenting is all about for in case people haven't heard? Yeah, you guys, everyone should check it out. Um, so it's kind of like this epicenter of everything you'd ever want when you are um, either pregnant or recently had a child or even a younger child, right? Um, there is chiropractor there. There's doulas. There's um, a daycare center for women who are using the services and it's five dollars a day if you're a member there's an adult nap room which is so cool (laughs) Um, there's pilates classes and other types of group group fitness classes Mm. Um, and now they'll be mental health which is really cool that is amazing yeah that's wonderful yeah mary and you mentioned also before we started that this month is mental health awareness month yeah this is perfect happy may happy may perfect yeah beautiful yeah 
Awesome. So Mary, what led you, when, when did you realize in your journey that you were drawn to learn more about mental health and wanted to become a counselor? Oh, my whole life. I don't even know. I can't pinpoint like the time. I um, am a super intentional person. Mm. <laughs> um, I can appear spontaneous, but I've really, really thought out all of my decisions. <laughs> I just am funny enough that people think I'm spontaneous. <laughs> um, but I decided that I needed a career where I could capitalize on what I'm good at. And what I'm really good at is connecting with people one-on-one. Groups overwhelm me. I'm, like, probably super awkward in the public, but, like, one-on-one I can just, like, sit with the other person. So I knew I needed to find something like that. And then I actually really love working. Like, this work does light me up. Yeah. And I was like, what can I do till I'm 80? (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Um, So. And you can feel that. Like, I can feel your vibrancy and your energy right now. Yeah. Just you sharing about this. Yeah. The light in your eyes. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know. I see myself, like, sitting next to a window talking to somebody when I'm 80 80 years old and being like, oh, honey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. How awesome. I would love for everyone to feel that way. About their work. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. That, and I've always just been a person, and I think this is true of many, like, therapists. I'm just the person that everyone brought their problems to. Mm. And then, this is also true of every therapist, though I don't think everyone will admit it. It was a way for me to work through my own stuff. Yeah. Like, because I definitely have my own stuff, too. And I needed to research about it, and then I'm a nonfiction junkie. Like, all the books I would read on summer vacation growing up was psychology-related. Mm. And I was like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm spending all of my time in this space, let's just do that. What was one of your favorite books? What's one the, the first one that comes to mind that you read? This is super weird, but when I was in high school and on summer vacation, I read this book called um, Caddy or something, and it was a study done on women. Like, you know, way back in the day about, like, women being catty and how if we could, instead of, like, fighting each other, if we could harness and, like, work together, like, the world would be way more powerful. Yeah. I have no idea oh, what that book so cool. is in the world, but I know it was like bright pink and orange. Yeah, and I'm like, picturing that. I'm like, I'm pic- I've yeah. never seen it, but I was like imagining bright colors. Yeah. yeah. And I just can see myself on the beach, like devouring this book. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then look at what you're doing now. Yeah. Lifting and lifting and supporting other women. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had like dreams of getting my doctorate. Um, and I went so far to get waitlisted. I was the like number two person on the waitlist, but wow, it was one of those life's decisions where I like did the math and I was like, um, I'm going to go like thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to do this. Like, yeah. how can I not put myself in a place that I'm going to need to like pay off all that debt and be like in a like just seems like a dark place Mm. how can I do this so that I'm coming from a place of abundance so that I can show up for my clients better yeah so I ended up staying in New Hampshire and like balls to the walls like (laughs) (laughs) doing what I needed to do to get here yeah Mm -hmm. and that's huge and and what a uh, I appreciate that you share that like so honestly um because I imagine there's so many people out there and perhaps people who are listening who have um face that same kind of decision yeah. you know and there's no right or wrong you know to then no. go further the doctorate but but to, for you to realize like okay wait what is it exactly that I 
intend and want to create and yeah. do and can I do it without having to go that path yeah right, right. yeah and are I, you do you feel grounded in that decision I do I do and it like my goal has always been private practice even when I was in grad school although I did think I'd get my doctorate mm-hmm. um and who knows maybe someday I will but I just wanted to be my own business person like I also so my undergrad is in business okay um and I love that like I, oh, I don't think I knew that That's yeah cool. I totally nerd out on like creating my business and I just kind of I love being in that space so it makes sense for me mm-hmm. um and over time like there's just been such clear moments like so the reason why I said in the beginning that the 50k was such a big thing for me is I knew in my heart that it was going to break me open mm-hmm. um so in what way I didn't know yeah until I knew like I was like yeah because I never run that far in my life and like I knew that there were big mountains I didn't know what the altitude would do to me but I needed it and I got done with the race and I sobbed my eyes out and then we flew back to Boston I got off the plane and we had missed, there's like a local bus around here mm-hmm. from Boston yep. to, to where we are. And um, we missed that bus by five minutes. And I was with my soon-to-be husband. And I started ugly crying. And I was unconsolable. And he was like, it's okay. Like, there's another bus. And I was like, no, I can't go back to my life. Like, I can't do it. Mm. And I just knew that I needed to, like, make the change. And I knew I needed to make the change sooner than later, even though I was terrified of, like, Mm. stepping out on my own, you know? What in that moment, Mary, like, what were you feeling in your body? Like, to to have that, like, Like to be able to put that in words is so huge. Like, what, you know, what about your life? Like, what was... It was all of this, you know, like for myself, it was like I had all this pent up energy. Mm -hmm. I had all this like desire to stop playing small. Mm. And I had done like over the past three years, there's been things that I've done in my life that I never thought I could do. And I did it right. Like, and it wasn't perfect. Like the 50K wasn't perfect. It took me two to three hours longer because I got altitude sick than I thought I would. Mm. I mean, I was out there for like 10 hours oh my gosh yeah wow um did you enjoy it while you were doing it oh yeah 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 Yeah, like my last five miles I ran at an 820 piece oh my gosh like I was like (laughs) like, who does that yeah that's insane my but like my middle miles were like 22 minutes (laughs) yeah yeah um, but you were also gaining like significant elevation yeah girl (laughs) um so I like had done it like I did the thing and mm-hmm. it was like okay I had my excuses were running out right I think in life we all have these like dreams that we keep to ourselves or maybe we do tell like certain people but there's so many excuses that go with them and mm-hmm. I just like B was probably born years ago and I just had all of these excuses and excuses and then that day in September I was like I know like I I, I can no longer lie to myself. And mm-hmm. I think I just had to, like, cry about that. Like, yeah. kind of grieve that, like, I had been lying for so long. And, like, yeah. Or, like, I'm going to challenge you. <laughs> Go <laughs> like, for it. I don't know about my... Uh, I, no, and I'm not going to take away your words in any way. Because it's your experience. But to say you were lying, like, to me, I'm like, 
No, it's all like part of exactly the journey that you need to go through, right? Like, like the Fair. and I love that you share, um, you know, that you were ready not to play small anymore, Mary. Because yeah. I, I know I can relate to that, and I imagine so many people who are listening can relate to that. Yeah, that idea and the and the moments when we do, we it doesn't mean you're never going to play small again, but right. that, no. that those are so important to be in to then launch you to where you are now, and like oh, how totally. cool that you. So in that in that moment in Boston, totally. waiting for that bus, you had that aha, like, all right, here I go. I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you that. I When I said the word lying, I was like, oh, that doesn't feel right. But, you know, it came out, so we're going to roll with it. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, knew where, I knew where you were coming from. <laughs> I, um, I had the moment, and then it took me another three months to really, like, pull the trigger. Um, and then my life was just, I tend to do things all at the same time. Um, so then <laughs> the week, so I got married on a Saturday, the Monday before I got married, the state of New Hampshire approved my business. Oh my gosh. It was like in one week, it was like, here's your new life, Mary Sanker. That's incredible. The <laughs> yeah. timing. I love that. Yeah. 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 And got the chills. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. So that was a really cool week. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, it always takes longer than we think to get things up and running. So in April, I like officially, officially opened the doors. Yeah. And here you are. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so beautiful. What do you, um, what's like a vision for like the next year for yourself? Even if it's simply being here, right? using your word. Yeah, right. Like in and soaking up. But do you have, um, you know, here I am criticizing my, myself because I'm thinking I, I'm not intending that you need to be striving for more, which is exactly what oh, we're talking about. Yeah. Again, right? But just wondering, like, where your dreams are opening up for you in yeah. the next year. Um, I don't. So a year feels like I can't give you an answer. Yeah. But I can say that I have um, ideas about the future, that, but I don't know when I'm going to offer them. So, like, what what keeps coming up for me is that I want to offer running therapy. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and, mm. like, I want to work with a coach. Um, and I have a few in mind mm-hmm. because I don't, like, want to be responsible for people's training plans. But there's always, like, an easy day. I use that in quotation marks. And, like, uh, instead of just doing, like, sitting on a couch therapy, I know that when I'm with my friends or, like, other women have told me, like, when they're going for runs, like, so much comes up and it's just easier to talk. Yeah. So I want to offer, like, therapy on the run. I love that. Yeah. And then I've been toying with doing some online stuff. Yeah. Just because, like, it's hard for people to get into the office. Yep. Um, that one, I don't know when, though. Like, so those are the things that I'm, like, they're coming, but I don't know if it'll be a year or two years. Yeah. Or... The fact that you're just putting that out there and to see how it unfolds. I mean, look at yeah. what how you already expanded in just a few months. Oh, know, yeah. Which is so beautiful. Yeah. And the connection to relief parenting and... Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to mm-hmm. witness you just continue to flourish. Thank you. Mary, I do, I was thinking about, you mentioned family being such an important part of what nourishes you. Yeah. And I know you've gone through some intense loss. Yeah. Um, didn't know whether you feel comfortable sharing a little bit of that experience and how that shaped you also mm-hmm. in in how you support others. Yeah, that's actually um, totally fine. I was going to say one of the things that I thought I could never do is um, kind of like, let me let me choose how I word this. So I lost my father about two and a half years ago now. 
And it was uh, like he was ill, but it was not expected, right? And I had lost my grandmother two weeks before. So my dad's mother died. So the last time I ever saw my dad alive was at her funeral. So just like, wow, heavy, (laughs) so heavy. Um, Which means that I got married without my dad there, which is something I never thought like Mm. that walk down the aisle was like so wonderful and also really hard. Really emotional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So how does it help me show up? For a while, I actually stepped back from therapy because I needed to. I needed to like kind of give myself space and grace and like make sure my reserves were filled yeah. right yeah. yeah um but now i have this like super deep understanding and just ability to sit with people in really hard things because when uh, like when you have something happen that you didn't see coming or you felt like would be the worst thing ever and then your life goes on and you still find joy and happiness mm. it's almost like it's okay I can sit with you because I'll I can hold people's hope more than I mm. ever have been able to before yeah you know and that space of of what feels like a pain that's never going to go away you totally. can help just pour compassion back to them but also yeah help support them through that yeah, yeah. that's huge and like it helps me really believe that people can like fight for themselves and stand up for themselves, right? So like, um, my dad and I were like super passionate, and we would always argue. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would sometimes like tell me that I let people walk on top, like walk over me, mm. and so. I still like carry his voice with me and I don't want others I I don't know if that's true or not but like I now like can hear him being like don't do that and then I see it in other women and I don't think that they're letting people walk in them I think that we're just forgetting about ourselves Mm. so when I took when I stepped back from therapy that was probably like a year and a half I still was in the mental health field but I did a lot of work on like making sure that I was a part of my own life. Yeah. 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 I love that. And not abandoning yourself through that process. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's like micro moments of just like coming back to you, it's so important because we do as women, we just like do all of these things for people and like, we don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. And then you like go through your to-do list and like, where are you on that? Right. Like, yeah. How, how common and, and, yeah, how common it is for us to put that at the bottom. Yeah. But through through your own practices um, and your learning and your journey, you've learned to put yourself up at the top and then can share and inspire that for other women. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome, Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that you feel, and you feel your dad's energy with you and you can hear his voice. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it helps me, um, you know, when people go through their own losses – I will say that, like, there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. And I've learned, like, especially in grief, people don't want your sympathy. Mm -mm. Like, don't try to make it better. Because some days it's going to be amazing and other days it's just really, really hard. Yeah, it doesn't go away. No. (laughs) No, that's the other thing, right? No, I think think the more time goes by and 
you know, a lot of the the natural like push being human is like get over it, like come on, right. am I gonna feel better? Or like, or we feel that from other people, even though it's yeah, it's no, it comes up. My mom, I think you know, this, my mom is a grief and loss therapist. Yeah, and she, I always think of her in, in the when we talk about grief and like how it can just suddenly show up so powerfully. She has this word that I love to share called. She said, yeah, it's a stug, a sudden, tumultuous upsurge of grief. Whoa. And like, so sometimes, you know, she'll, if we're, t- if we're chatting and she'll share, especially around my grandparents who died yeah. um, almost two years ago, like she'll sometimes share, like, yeah, I just had a stug, you know, it was completely out of the blue, this moment that like hit me, you know, based on right. like a scent, something that I smelled or like, you yeah. know, so, but yeah, I think about that often when we talk about grief. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you don't have to live in the stug, but you can honor that it happened. Exactly. Right. It doesn't have to own you, but no. just allow yourself to move through it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, what are you with running nowadays? Because you, again, mentioned that was one of your nourishing things. Are you training for anything? How is running a part of your life right now? Especially after such an incredible race, like yeah, the, I took a lot of time out. Yeah, after I, would, the run. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, and then just in April, because that was ended yesterday, um, I set a goal for myself to run a hundred miles in April, um, and I did that. Wow, Mary. Yeah, so that's good. Um, I don't know. I have my first, and me. I I'm only actually signed up for two races, and one of them's on Saturday. Um, seven sisters in um, out in Western Mass. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I don't have you so, done that before. No, okay. and I have like no idea what it's going to be like. Yeah. Um. So I have that, and then. Do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy doing races that you've never done before? Yeah, yeah. and I. So I told you, like most in most areas of my life, I'm like pretty thoughtful and logical. In running, like I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know mm. the course. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just. I want no facts. I want yeah. you to tell me when I need to be there, and that's it. Like, and then you just you then go I just through experience. What yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Um. There's a few like canine crosses that I want to do with Una. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. But my one of my best friends is running the Vermont 100 in July and my whole goal this year is like to be healthy enough to support her I love that yeah there's just like no there's like nothing that I really I personally need from running right now I um stress is stress is stress right and I like you know, I got married, I quit my job, I started a business, like, yeah, I was like, I just really, I need to, like, step back and realize, like, stress is stress is stress, and yeah. it's gonna come out in one way or another. Yeah, and even running, even though it lights you up, and it can fuel you, it can put stress on your body, so to allow it to be just that nourishment for you, and no pressure, I imagine, yeah. is freeing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love that you're going to support your friend. That's so that's so cool. Yeah. I've heard such awesome things about the Vermont. Yeah, I've never been. Run. Yeah. Yeah, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Um, if you were to share some, like, daily self-care practices, do you have any any rituals, any any moments in your day that, like, that really support you and that you enjoy? Hmm. 
So I feel like I've been in a constant transition for the past four-ish months. And I find it really hard to like have rituals, right? Mm-hmm. In when I'm in such a like it's not even an ebb or a flow, it's like the weird time in between those yeah. two, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do wake up every morning and I say thank you. That's the first thing I do when I get out of bed. Mm. Um, and this one's hilarious to me. Every time I drive through an easy pass, I smile. <laughs> it's like you're getting your picture taken too. you are. I know. I love that. Very good. I love that you notice that. <laughs> now I'm going to think about that every time I drive through an easy path. It's hilarious. That's great because someone is receiving your smile. Yeah. You go. Right. And like also sometimes driving is stressful and I like need to remember to smile. That. Um, so good. Yeah. But actually one of my goals for the end of the year is to like uh, create a better like flow and have more of a routine Mm -hmm. Um, because I just don't so I've been working three days a week at UNH in this like transition period Mm -hmm. um, which has been wonderful and very supportive as I started my business right yeah um I will say though like working two jobs is draining (laughs) yeah and to be and to be bouncing around and yeah not to be grounded in one place I hear that Yeah. yeah um but yeah, I mean, I I have, like, a world of food allergies, so I nourish myself by staying away from things that are not, yeah. right? Um, actually, my my husband and I have been meal prepping every week, which has been super nice. Yeah. Like, making, like, breakfast and freezing it and then making lunches, and that's just been, like, a weight off my shoulders. I know. I love that. I love that practice. Mm-hmm. And, and to see how it can, A, nourish you, right, food <laughs> in yeah. a healthy way, but also... Um, therefore create space and openness in other areas during your week yeah where you would be normally maybe cooking more or and you don't even realize it yeah and like for me I love to cook so it still gives me that like time to be in the kitchen and I'll play music and I'll have a little dance party and And with your husband and to be cooking does he do dance parties too he does he does do dance parties (laughs) he says he hates dancing but he really actually likes it yeah he really loves it yeah Uh and our dog Una just stands there like what are you doing (laughs) I love it yeah sometimes I will put on Disney music and like sing to the dog oh that's fabulous what's your favorite Disney soundtrack Oh, you know, I run the gamut. Okay, so you put it on, like, the shuffle. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I feel like most people in my age demographic, like, The Little Mermaid. Oh, totally. Right? Oh, yeah. I personally, though, like, growing up was Cinderella all the way. And would, like, run around the house singing, like, Cinderella, Cinderella. Yeah. That's the only words I knew, so. (laughs) (laughs) But then, like, you know, this is... This is funny. When you hear the words, if you actually listen to the words of When You Wish Upon a Star, I think mm. that's it. Or maybe it's, I think it's that. Or when it's, she's like waking up and they're like singing to the clock tower. It's like actually things that I, I don't know if I was brainwashed by Disney, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, it talks about like putting out your intention, yeah. right? And yeah. like holding space for it and working towards it. And I was like, these are really good life lessons. I love that. Right. I know to go back and listen and, yeah. and to to recognize yeah. the messages and mm-hmm. even Disney songs. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> There's something to them. Mm-hmm. I know. I was just talking to someone recently about The Greatest Showman. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. I encourage you to watch it. Um, our family loves it. We watch it a lot. 
but even just the soundtrack and just listening to the words is very similar like just such positive um like manifestation and like intentionality and and just feels good yeah <laughs> so, it does. yeah i love it yeah that's wonderful now mm-hmm. i'm gonna think of you when i drive through easy pass whenever <laughs> i hear disney songs it's perfect <laughs> Oh, this has been so fun, Mary. It's so wonderful. I, yeah, I'm just so excited for you sitting in the space, sipping tea with you and, um, and just experiencing your like excitement and energy and joy around what you're creating. It's, it's awesome. Thank you. How can people find you? So anyone listening, um, obviously we're in the Seacoast area, um, but I know you said you might have intentions of creating some more online, but if people were to want to look you up, how could they find you? Yeah. So my website's actually marymartina.com. Um, and that was intentional because I, I guess I do have dreams of like growing even bigger and I wanted to like not just offer bee counseling. So marymartina.com. Um, and then I do have an Instagram, um, for B, which is b.counseling, at b.counseling. Um, and there I post every other Tuesday, I do like a new blog post. Um, and I call them my Tuesday Truths. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's um, great. So you can follow along that way, or if you go to the website, you can sign up for the newsletter and it'll just go to your inbox. Wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Perfect. And on my website's all my like actual contact information. Um, if you're interested in coming in to see me, which you are welcome to do, um, I you can just sign, like, schedule either um, an intake or a 20-minute free consult right from my website. Um, and I do that because phone tag is annoying. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I think that's smart. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else that you feel inspired to share or anything else you wanted to shout out? Just that remember taking care of yourself doesn't have to be big things and also like it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Right? So true. Yeah. Yeah. We could go down so many rabbit holes, but um yeah, I just I really want women to know like it's okay to not be okay and feel your feels. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And if you want help feeling your feels, come (laughs) call me. Perfect. I love it. And that's so true. Feeling the feels. Yeah. Not always easy, but Mm -hmm. so important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, Mary. Yeah. Thanks.